Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is May the Force Be With You, Training Your Replacement. And we're going to talk about how being able to train your replacement not only helps the organization that you're in, but it also helps your career. Uh, because in the end, uh, they're not just hiring you to to fix stuff or even for your knowledge necessarily if it stays in your head. You know, you have to leave organizational knowledge. Historically, there hasn't really been a lot of transparency in IT. And when I say historically, I mean probably 10, 15 years ago when we first got into the industry. Um, it was that business was kind of separate from the IT department. IT would you know, introduce new technologies and fix things, but there wasn't any of that cohesion between the two. Right. What happened too is I think the industry has changed so much in the last, you know, I mean, thirty or forty years. Because initially, I bet you there was a lot more documentation when we have mainframes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, then the dot coms came out. Uh, they they were going to change the world. They let their IT departments run rampant. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hire, hired some stars that didn't know how to manage, or yeah. had some good managers that didn't know anything about technology. And when that burst, companies started reeling back on IT as well. Yeah, and during that whole time period, like I said, we went from mainframes to the server-client model to now we're kind of reverting back to, well, it's obviously the cloud model, but it's similar to the mainframe model. Yeah, it's pretty much centralized, right, computing, exactly. uh, data centers or cloud. Yes. And uh, at this point now, if you don't have a good documentation on your system, it's even worse because now you're managing your internal systems that are interconnected with systems that you don't even manage, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking a little bit about documentation because in the end, if you're going to train your replacement, which is what this show is about, you're going to need to have your network policies and SOPs documented. And, And the problem like Victor's getting into is that, again... Without training your replacement, that, that leaves the business to the mercy of the IT people, which you should never want. Even as an IT person, you don't want. Because what that does is it leaves a gap in business continuity. If something happens that you take another job, you're fired, you get hurt, you know, the business is kind of left hanging of what am I supposed to do? In addition, it also holds you back from upward mobility. The business starts to grow, you're going to move into a higher level position. But you can't do that without training someone to take over the other responsibilities. Otherwise, you're doing now two jobs. And you're probably not going to get paid for that. Right. No. So... And some of the people, if you're a, if you're a manager or an owner, and you have people that don't document and wouldn't be ready to train their replacement, they have no value to you. No matter how smart they are, no matter how many things they fix per hour, it doesn't matter because they have to go on vacation. They might get hit by a truck. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say there's no value, but I would say there's no value to turn them into a manager right. or I, move them even up even up the scale because. Again, you have to be able to show someone below you. And it's easier. And what Victor and I have always strived for is that we wanted to have everything documented. So the goal would be is when a new person came on board, we would sit them down, you know, go over the hierarchy of the department and what the company does, and then sit them down with the manual to read through it and actually tell us where the holes were. Well, but that, that's where you and I would disagree because I think you explained my point. <laughs> if they can't do that, they have no value to me, no matter how good they are. I mean... Now, now, mind you, it could be that they're not at that place and you can get them there. But if you if you know you can't get them to the place where they, sh- they would be able to train their replacement, I think you should get rid of them. But what about you don't you know? think you should keep them if they're a good technician and they're just going to not move up, but they're just going to be a tech? 
No, I shouldn't keep them. You know why? Because they're still in their technical ability. So let's say, let's say I'm a small company. I have three technicians. This person is really good. They're going to figure out things a lot quicker than other folks. They're going to always end up doing that thing that they figured out while the other two folks take care of other stuff because let's say we have big volume. That guy leaves or gal, I have a huge gap. So not just training the replacement, but training their teammates. This is what okay. I do. I, this I, is what I did. I see your point. So, so your it's point. still kind of like training the replacement in a way, right? No, because yeah. well, it's other just, people it's will just, do their it's job. It's a cross, cross training kind of thing. So I, I get your point on that. I, I, would, right. I, I would agree with that. Now, mind you, if, I, like, if I'm a new manager to that company and I figure out that, well, this person, they're really technical, but they haven't documented anything and don't, they don't train anybody, I would try to make it work that way. Right? Well, yeah, because you don't know historically did that person was were they even told that because that is a a difference. Even like when Victor and I moved from the technician piece to the management piece, it's a different skill set, and not everyone has that. Right. And and also in that scenario, you don't know if the manager before this person told them to do that. Maybe they were just another tech, or they just didn't care. Who knows? Right. So you need to give them the opportunity to make up for that, because like I said on that scenario. If they want to move up, they have to train the replacement. And what? how better to train than to give them a piece of paper, right. read through it. I already know technology. I don't know how you guys implemented it. Right. And that's going to show me. Now, mind you, that's to their benefit. To the organization's benefit is that uh, we have this person here that knows how to do all this stuff. That knowledge needs to stay in the organization. Because really, no matter how smart the person is, they learned it while working here. So we gave them resources. Mm -hmm. We send them to classes. We let them practice on our system, right? And they learned it here well, in this organization. So that knowledge should stay here. Well, that's organizational right. knowledge, like you had said earlier. Right. So, and I, I think that's definitely important because from the business standpoint, again, they leave, they take that with them. And now you're basically having to start over. Someone has to come in, relearn this stuff. It's a huge cost to do that. And if it's documented, it shouldn't be much of a jump because then they could look at it. The person already has a technical background. They can read this and say, I know how stuff is supposed to be working here. Right. Not that it's right or wrong, but I know how it's supposed to be working. Now, take it up to the next level, to management level. Now, if you're a manager, uh, you're in charge of making sure that the policies uh, get implemented and enforced. You have to make sure that you uh, pay bills, mm -hmm. right? Pay the right bill. <laughs> Dispute the bills, the bills from the invoices or whatever that are incorrect. All those things. You need to write that down. Uh, what's your decision process here? Why are you rejecting one invoice and not the other? Why are you enforcing one policy and not the other? All those things need to be documented too. So the next person that takes over you goes like, wow, this is all set up. I have my way that, that I want to drive uh, the department, but at least I'm not starting from zero. Um, I'm going to leave things status quo, analyze what the other manager did, and then move on. They can't even analyze what you were doing if you have nothing documented. And even on that, that note also, it's uh, kind of jumping topics a little bit, but it's looking at when you do a project, it's not only just saying, okay, the project's done, but it's documenting you know, from the beginning, why, did you, why was the project started, who was involved, why were decisions made? Because when you look at a project down the line, it's, well, this doesn't make sense now. Well, did it make sense at the time? If it did... Okay, but maybe it, it didn't and that was a mistake, or maybe it did, so you're just having to change systems or whatever. And 
again, kind of a jump, but it's not because it's talking about documentation. You want to know why you did something. Well, it's not. I mean, IT always has projects going on. That's never ending. Plus the maintenance. (laughs) Which some people sometimes don't understand. Uh, But that's actually another topic, uh, time management on these things. Because usually small IT departments use their internal IT folks to do projects as well. And they forget that their technicians are not 100% available. Which, you know, don't get us wrong for the owners that are listed to this. It's fine to do that. But you just have to understand that. If they were busy before and you're throwing something else at them, they're going to be busier. Right. So just right. keep that in mind when they ask for other resources. All right. This episode is becoming more of a rant than anything else, <laughs> which is fine with me. And I hope uh, the listeners enjoy it. But uh, getting back to training your replacement, again, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the audience out there is, is, is understanding the value of, yes, we're telling you to be ready to train your replacement and in a way make, make it seem more important, not... Yeah. Not something that devalues you or your replaceability. Yeah, it, it, right? you shouldn't be. I mean, again, I, I've seen in the past, it's, you know, we worked in a company that had programmers and they wouldn't document their code. And that's important. And it shouldn't be that you're afraid. Because if you're afraid now that we're telling you this, you should have been afraid the whole time. Because if you're worried about your job, you need to discuss that with your manager. It should be that you're doing it because you're all, to me, it's not protecting your job. It's showing more value. I'm documenting the system because I'm ready to move up. And I want to I be able to get people in here and help this company grow. You know, just fixing a laptop nowadays, that's not enough. You need to really show your value. And again, that laptop fix, whereas it's needed, it's not really, there's no value there, honestly. Right. Well, I, I guess with developers, it's a little different, right, Greg? Because developers intrinsically, I mean, in, in, their, in their work, they have to document. Because they work in teams and other people finish their codes. Well, they should document, right. but you know, we've both seen that they don't. Uh, right. Well, not everyone, but there right. are instances where they don't. And then you're spending time reading through the code and understanding it. But that's the same thing again with infrastructure. Why was this system set up the way it is now? Why, is, why do we have these, this um, DHCP server on the firewall and on the internal? Right. Why are there two different servers dispersing different address pools? Right. So, I mean, we got a little technical there, but again, it's more the high level. If you document down why you did it, because then when I look at it, whether it's we're putting a change in place, we're upgrading the system, I can easily make the determination without spending hours and days and weeks trying to figure out why is this here in the first place. Right. And of course, we're talking a lot about the documentation because you can't train your replacement without documentation, right? Uh, so, but, but again, the importance of it is also not burning bridges, right? If I'm good and I decide to leave my company for another opportunity, I, I want to leave it. I want to leave my company better than I found it, right? Yes. The, the current organization. So I want to be able to tell my boss, hey, listen, I'm leaving. He or she is going to be a little upset if, if, if they wanted me to stay. But then when I say, but this is what I'm going to do. You know, this I'm is how I'm going to transition my job to whoever you guys pick to take my place. Yeah. And you can show them it's documented and it's well documented. So the transition should be less painful than if there was nothing there and you're just leaving. Right. So that turns later into, wow, if you, you know, the answer from your boss or the organization should be, hey, listen, man, if you ever need a job again, you know, you can come back here because most people don't think like that. I don't think. You know? And I and and you know, in saying that, Victor and I personally have done that now probably two or three times with each other because when we worked together originally, Victor was the super, my supervisor, and then I was Victor's boss, and then Victor was my boss. So <laughs> it shows, you know, if Victor treated me like crap and didn't help train me, I would never have hired him on. And I know the same for him. If I would have treated right. him like crap, and and it, like I said, is it shows that you know whether you believe in the pay it forward model, but you want to get the other person as smart, and you want to surround yourself with smart people. 
Right. And in doing this and helping, again, train the people around you too, we get a little cross training talk in there too. Um, you want everyone else around you to know as much as possible because it only makes your job easier. Well, you want to build a solid team, right? And, and going further than that, if you ever leave a job and you have the opportunity to actually help hire your replacement, it's, you know, it, that's to the nth degree. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll be loving you forever. Yeah. You know, if you find, well, as long as you get someone good. Right. No, of course. But, you know, you can't really prove. Right. But at least in terms of the technical side, the stuff that they can't really interview for yeah. and the culture and all that, you can be uh, you can have an opinion there. And if you're there in the interim while they, they get trained, you'll know if they're going to be good or not. And you and you give the company feedback. And at that point, you move on. And the next company that you're going to. If they see you're doing something like that, you know, the uh, actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. When you talk about being a team player to the, the new person and you tell them, this is what I'm doing before I leave. Or I need three weeks because I want to do this for this company right. because I've been here, whatever, however long the time is. The new company should, whereas if they need you because they're hiring you, they need a person to probably start as soon as possible. They should appreciate that saying, okay, well, this is their, this is how they're going to act leaving this job. If they ever leave my company, they're going to do the same thing. That's a great characteristic you want. That's customer service. Right. Again, and, and again, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Usually, you're leaving one company to go to another because it's a better opportunity and all that. So what you're saying to the new guys is, I love this opportunity. You're giving me more money. It's a better position. But you know what? I need to give these other guys another month. The reason I'm ready to take this job is because of my past job. Right. And so I want to take. I want to make sure. Now, again, business, you know, people ought to bring a lot of you know, personal stuff into it. It's not personal, it's business. I mean, you know, companies growing, yes, and we all know that, you know, you bring your personal life into your job because you're there so long, but it shouldn't be that you're quitting and you're going to try to screw your other company. No. And and because again, if you do that, the new company, if they find that out, they're going to like, why am I going to hire this person? If they did it once before, they might do it again. Well, e e even if you don't like your current situation, even if you don't like your old boss, it doesn't matter. Be professional. You, yeah, you always do what's, you always do what's right, no matter what, Right. Because take this scenario, you can leave an old, older organization because you had a horrible manager. Everybody knows that manager was horrible. But you left, give them two days notice. At that moment, when you feel, you feel like that's justifiable because this person is horrible, you feel good. It's kind of like a, 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 a virtual punching somebody in the face, right? But then five years down the line... You need to go back to that organization. That boss that you had was not there anymore, but they have it in the documentation that this is what you did. The old boss is not there. You're still not going to get hired. Or even, you know, because it's a small world, you run into someone that was in a management position. They know what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, whenever we, whenever I've left, I've always left on good terms. I've given them plenty of notice. I've, you know, tried to make the transition as smooth as possible that I could. You know, um, you know, they're going to ask for a lot of stuff and you just do it. Hey, you need me longer hours for the last two weeks. That's fine. Or give them three weeks, whatever you need to do. Right. Of course. And, and you know, if, if the next job is a good position in an organization, they're going to understand and, and they're, and they're going to wait for the right candidate. Cause believe me, I mean, I've interviewed at places. I haven't interviewed that much lately, but I've interviewed at places where I was the 14th person they interviewed. They'll wait no. for the right candidate, especially at higher positions because you affect more budget. Well, especially and more at a better company because you're not just trying to put a button to see. You're trying to actually get a person that you need to be in there. Right, right, exactly. So uh, that all I have to say about basically training your replacement, I think, because, is, you know, what we, wanna, what we want you to take from this is that 
It's a good thing. Don't and be afraid of it. Yeah, it's a good thing to document. Actually, if you're afraid of it, you should question your position anyway in the company at that point. Yeah. Right? Because just writing stuff down and making sure that the business can move on without you, is it, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your job. All right. And, and also that really nobody's replaceable, guys. Uh, no one's irreplaceable. No, nobody's irreplaceable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not replaceable, but, you know, in this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, but nobody's irreplaceable. Even I, I think I've heard of companies where you know the founder starts it, they get some investors and stuff like that, and they get kicked out of the CEO, CEO position. Yeah. The founder. Yeah. So, so if the founder's replaceable, so are you. You are too. <laughs> but again, you just yeah, just do the best you can. And show that you're willing to work with it and you're not trying to be that, you know, that I always say that old school IT person that's trying to keep everything a mystery. All right. So I, I think we went to the wrap up already in I, a way, right? I think we've, conversational we've taught our Padwan learners <laughs> for all you Star Wars geeks. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on iTunes under Prometheus Layer 8. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also follow us on Twitter at PC Layer 8 Podcast. That's the number eight. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for an exciting new episode.